Welcome, welcome, welcome to episode 64 of the Fly Route Podcast. I am your host, Anthony, a.k.a. Tony Playboy, a.k.a. Kemba Needs a Walker, a.k.a. Parsons of <laughs> Interest. Yeah. And, yo, we got some special guests here again. We got Marquise and we got Terrence from the Cover 4 with the Guys Podcast joining us for another episode. Y'all got any a.k.a.s for yourself? Uh, I'm AKA Keish, AKA Kadarius Tony, AKA Chipotle had me waiting an hour and a half to get my food. <laughs> <laughs> hey, listen, y'all are in the only go by that AKA Twitch Street, baby. That's that's me, baby. I <laughs> fantastic, fantastic, y'all. Couple couple housekeeping things. First off, so y'all don't say I ain't tell you. This is the last pod for the next three weeks. There will be no episodes on that, like. Christmas as well as New Year's, but we will still be active with y'all. Make sure that you follow along on Twitter or on Instagram at the Fly Route Pod, and we'll still update you and let you know we're thinking about things that are going on in football during the week. Now, we have an exciting show for you today. We are going to spill some tea on Urban Meyer now that. He is in another scandal as the head coach of the Jacksonville Jaguars. We are going to get into the run pass option where we give you the hottest sports news of the week and let you know whether or not we're a run or a pass. We're going to talk about the NFC playoff picture, the fly five picks for week 15 and give a big, big, big ballers bouquet to Darius Leonard. The fly route pod, the fly route pod, the fly route pod, the fly route pod. Alright, alright. Welcome to the tee off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Spill that tea, sis. Y'all know how I like to start the show off. I like to spill some tea on our favorite athletes and the crazy situations they get themselves into. We are going to be talking about Urban Meyer for a second time this season. This is his second tee off this season. That's how much shit Urban Meyer keeps getting himself into. Now, the hottest part about this is actually a story that just broke recently. Josh Lambeau. Y'all know him. He's a kicker. He played for the Jacksonville Jaguars for a very long time. He's like the fourth most accurate kicker all-time NFL history. That's like actually something crazy to say when I preface this story. He did an interview with the Tampa Bay Times talking about his time in Jacksonville before he got cut this year. Now, he says, first off, this is how you know Urban Meyer is wild. He says that the people on special teams, Urban Meyer does not refer to them by name. He refers to them by position, kicker, punter, long snapper, or shit bag, dipshit, etc. So just off rip. Yo, look at Marquis' eyes. Yo, why your eyes just do that play? What's up? Bro, I don't. Somebody just need to whoop his ass, bro. Like, I just, <laughs> I keep just thinking, like, just fire him. It's enough, bro. Like, he kicked this man, another grown man. And Josh Lambeau is weird for not whooping this man ass. If he oh, you hear him. me? Boy, first off, but I get if you know you want to be professional, but he was unprofessional, so you should have took it there with him. Yeah, he hit me. That's why I beat his ass. And he got cut anyway, bro. I wouldn't. I'd be so mad. And the crazy shit is, you just said he's accurate. He's like one of the most accurate kickers in league history. Like I know he hasn't played as much games as everybody else, but he's that accurate. Like, what? Why'd you cut him? Like, you you had a real legit reason to cut him. He He told him make his effing kicks. That's what he told him. Yeah. So he struggled in preseason, right? And that's the story that you're talking about. How he got kicked. He was apparently lunging, stretching, and Urban Meyer walked up to him kicked him and said 
hey, dipshit, make your fucking kicks because he was missing a lot in preseason. He did also miss, like, I want to say three of his first couple kicks this season, and then they just immediately cut him. But Bro, that's he got, what he got he kicked. Got- that man, he got, acting like he got he, cut before week one, I think, too. He got cut in the preseason, yeah, right? He, he was not he he was having a rough preseason, but given someone with that track record of kicking percentages, you think y'all let him play through his slump? Like we've seen other like Mason Crosby went through a slump. Yeah, Mason boy. Crosby, but Mason Crosby yeah. went through a slump. Like we've seen it. Robbie Gold went through a slump. The Bears cut him, and we regretted that decision ever since. The double doink. You know who wasn't gonna motherfucking double doink? <laughs> right, because like every every great player had sometimes goes through slumps, but that's what happens. So he's like, well, you know what? I ain't gonna lie. I got some hostility built up in me since the University of Florida days with Herb. So I won't rock with him since how he left us high and dry. You know, then talking about some he was done. Then he ended up going to Ohio State, pulled a, a bitch move, whatever. But anyways, now that he on this BS in the NFL and he out here kicking grown men and, and like just. Flat out disrespecting people, tell them, hey, you know, tell me why you suck and why you haven't won a championship. Okay, next, your turn. Listen, you put your hands on me, feet, whatever you want to call it. Listen, these right here, that's it. No questions asked. Somebody just need to go ahead and square off with them one day. Like, you remember how they was doing in, um, what was the longest yard? How they was hitting the referees until they start calling the game, right? <laughs> Bro, he he it's crazy to me though. He's acting like a like he's acting like somebody that's won like multiple rings. Like like you think he'd be like how he's acting, not saying it's acceptable, but you would assume that he has like six championships. Look, this is really Some interesting. Coaching because staff that was terrible. Like he acting like he's an NFL too. legend. Yeah, yeah. He, he not, bruh. That's the thing. So the crazy part about this is Urban Meyer says that Josh is lying, right? But the Jaguars legal counsel responded to an inquiry from the Tampa Bay Times and said they did, in fact, respond to a query made by Josh Lambeau's agent on August 27th about this incident. But Josh Lambeau didn't go any further with it. So, listen, there's too many things going on for these, you know, instances to be false. Like, hey, look, he remember, like. You remember, he just got off of, so Josh is like, I'm snitching now. Although, like, I don't know. Do you want to get into the whole, is this snitching? Is this not snitching? Like, I don't, like, let's let's leave that to the side. I don't even know if you can, it's not snitching. You put your hands on him. And I guess it's not about whooping your ass. So that definitely ain't accounting for snitching for him. So, (laughs) hello. What's that shit that, uh, y'all remember that Morgan Freeman on 21 Savage album where he was like, snitch and then a rat. So we we know what a civilian, uh, uh, what is it, calling about a crime is not a snitch. Yeah. Okay, so Josh Lambeau is the civilian in this case. All right. He was was assaulted. He's like, I'm coming (laughs) forward because of the other thing Urban Meyer just did in which there were a bunch of reports about him going around in the locker room talking about how he's a champion and he's won championships and then asked all his other coaches to explain why they were losers and failures as coaches and because they have not also won championships. Right. And Josh is like, yo, those, those are my people. I was, those are people that like I've worked with for years. Some of them I worked with this season. And since I ain't got nothing to lose in this situation, cause I'm already out of there. He felt like he had to say something. Listen, I got assaulted in the workplace. I want a hundred and fifty. <laughs> <It's in me. laughs> 
<laughs> listen, boy, I'm gonna break the bank, boy. Listen, I'm telling you, I want to hear it. Yeah, he his he gotta be gone, bro. Like he can't he can't even make it to Sunday. Screw that. I'm firing. He gonna like, make Jackson, it to Sunday. No, he shouldn't, bro. Jacksonville, if y'all wanna be not like you gotta think. They only had that one good year where the defense almost could have knocked Brady out, right, and got to the Super Bowl. And then before that, the only reason I knew him was because of Maurice Jones Jr. And, or Maurice Jones Drew and Fred Taylor. Yeah. If you eliminate those two, I have no idea who the Jacksonville Jaguars are. You got a point. Yeah. And now you somehow have a your potential franchise. It is your franchise quarterback. Potentially like a franchise, like, turnaround Caliber. quarterback. Yeah. yeah. Franchise and you're just, you're just pissing it away. Like, he already got the sword into the stick because the team is bad. Now you can't even surround him in a in a with a good coach at least so he can grow as a player. Because like with everything going on, Trevor Lawrence ain't even able to grow. Like you you're not using James Robinson, so there's no play action. We're just shotgunning everything. Like oh my god, yeah, it's bad. Yeah, his development is horrendous. Like outside and I think of the he's record, be really good. Yeah, outside of the record. Everything off the field just screams Urban Meyer should have been fired before he even got the job. I mean, yo, <laughs> you remember the thing with Chris Doyle, the Iowa strength coach who got fired from Iowa for being racist? He hired exactly. him. He did the whole Tebow thing. <laughs> they had to let Tebow go after the spectacle. Uh, I mean, we already know what he did with the hands in the bars and not flying back with the team. Like That this boy is- was... He was he was taking care of some girl at the bar, not his wife. Boy, that man, that man different, bro. He's <laughs> different, different, bro. <laughs> like it's about saving the culture at this point. Like if you want to be, you know, I feel like the Jaguars they've done a lot of cleaning the house, you know, within the past 10, 15, 20 years. And I feel like at this point, it's just about saving the culture because this can't be the oh. guy that's going to lead your team and set the standard moving forward. Like. He just has to be gone, and you gotta, you know, let somebody be the interim, whatever for now, but, and, you know, bring a coach in. But he definitely got to be out of there. He, he, he but Terrence, go. they let they let the culture go when they let go of all those defensive players and got them out of there. Like you had, you let go, you swung Jalen Ramsey. AJ Doyle went. Hey, Jalen Ramsey didn't want to be there. Yeah, but Jalen Ramsey was, was using it was his pregnant that girlfriend stuff. that he was cheating on with a stripper as his excuse <laughs> for not being able to play. Like, nah, bro, he, he wait, did wait, not want to be hey, there. Hey, sidebar, that's Golden Tate's sister, and he body slammed Golden Tate. But anyway, we'll that's keep, beyond me. Yeah, yeah, that's beyond me. <laughs> Yo, that's I couldn't go. <laughs> but the thing is, I'm saying is that they had came off an AFC championship game, and then everything crumbled. They had the culture there. All you had to do is build off what you just had there. You wouldn't have hit a drought like you've been in this horrible That's drought. True. I agree. And but I'm not saying like, you know, that culture could have survived forever, but you could have built off of it. And I feel like after they went, like they just didn't build off of it. It was like they reached the peak and just Oh yeah, they definitely nosedive off right off right off the peak. <laughs> well, Shah Khan is under a lot of pressure saying that he is going to have to make the choices that are best for his organization. He did not give a resounding affirmation of Urban Meyer going forward. So I wouldn't be surprised if we see him being a one and done in the NFL. That was your tee off. Ooh, ooh, ooh. Spread that tee, sis. Spread that tee, sis. All right, all right. You know, let's keep it moving. Go straight into the run pass option. You know what we do here? We give you the hottest storylines in the sports news for the week and let you know whether we are going to run 
or pass on them. I, Keys, I'm going to toss the first one to you. A lot of attention is on Micah Parsons for his stats as a rookie being a defensive player of the year candidate. He has 12 sacks, 27 quarterback hits, three forced fumbles. Now, there are some players putting up even better numbers, though, like Miles Garrett with 15 sacks and 28 quarterback hits, TJ Watt with 16 sacks. Do you think we are grading Micah Parsons on a curve right now for defensive player of the year because he's a rookie runner pass. I'm going to pass it, but only because the short's not like the short breakdown of this is, isn't Micah a middle linebacker that they moved to play on the edge. Okay. So he has a disadvantage. That's why people don't want to consider him compared to miles and TJ Watt. So just people consider that I passed on it, but consider the positions. Okay. That's all you want to put on it. Exactly. Cause I feel like people don't take into account the positions TJ Watt and Miles are going to have more sacks because they're off the edge and their defensive coordinators are telling them, no, get on the edge and you're rushing because they're so forceful. Parsons, like early on, they didn't just have him rushing right away. They were trying to put him in coverage and then realized, well, this isn't working. And his speed is such an advantage on the line or just sending him right away that a guard can't pick up on him. He's too quick. I think easily he should be in the conversation. I'm not saying he should get it, but he it, it sounds stupid to say you can't put him in the conversation. All right, I'm with you. Yo, this was for Terrence, yo. Bobby Okereke of the Colts <laughs> in a presser said that we are really going to try and attack the run, make the game one-dimensional, and see what Mac Jones can do to beat them. Is this a shot at your boy Mac Jones? Run or pass? Come on, man. You know I'm running with the sack like Emmitt Smith on this one. Listen. <laughs> He tried, my boy. I'm going to just flat out say he tried Mac Jones. If you want to look at it, for 20 years, even with Tom Brady, same thing I feel like with Mac Jones. Every week, the game plan is different, depending on the conditions, the team we're playing, everything. And honestly, let's let's go back to Dallas. Let's go back to Tampa Bay. Those type of games where, okay, Mac Jones threw the ball a lot of times, and he's had success. And, okay, well – Hats off to them if they're able to make us pass the ball because we've been really effective running the ball over this, you know, win streak. But we've been effective. I mean, he's, what, third highest in the league in completion percentage. And he's up there as well on the yards per attempt as well. I just had to throw that out there because y'all be trying my boy talking, oh, deep dunk, deep dunk. He up there as well on the yards per attempt. I have to look up the stats for you if you want it. But I think that, honestly, I feel like Matt can do it. If they want to make us pass the ball – he can get the job done. It's just whatever whatever the the game plan is for that week or, you know, it could change during the game, maybe halftime, whatever, strategy could change. But if we got to pass the ball to win the game, that's what we'll do. And, and Belichick will tell you that. All right, Keys. Odell Beckham Jr. is on fire as of late. He's played four games with the Rams and has three touchdowns, one in each of the last three weeks. A lot of the chatter out of Cleveland was OBJ was washed, not running his routes being the problem does the apology need to be as loud as the disrespect for obj run or pass i gotta pass oh i did not expect pass. that yeah i didn't i know either. i i wanted to run with it but if you people just hate on him, bro like you know what he did you saw his rookie year what he did with the giants only him mike evans randy moss and i think what's his face right now is doing it so 
Jamar Chase, you've seen the greatness. Like, just stop hating, bro. He's not washed. His dad put together that whole clip. Like, you could see that this man still had something in the tank. So, it's just, yeah. I'm shocked I mean, you were wrong with that because the way people, yeah. there was greasy talking about OBJ. Like, reporters were like, OBJ's not running his routes. He, like, they was greasy on my man. Okay, Odell. you know what? You know what? Run it, bro. Run it, actually. We're not going to pass it. It's the fact because I feel like anytime a receiver is disgruntled, especially a receiver of some color is disgruntled in a situation. It is the ultimate issue. It's like, you're just supposed to sit there. You're supposed to equivalently shut up and dribble. Like that's what it seems like. You're supposed, hey, who cares? You don't get the ball. Oh, well, cry about it later. Like everybody had an issue that people blame why the Patriots didn't win that Super Bowl is because they had Randy Moss. They were trying to do too much. No, they just didn't win. Cause if you watch them throughout the season, what were they doing? <laughs> Destroying everybody else. Okay, bro. It is because they got Diva Randy, who I don't even think is a diva, and he does crazy shit. That they're like, oh, like it's his fault. No, bro. People try to just defer the blame that they should put on the quarterbacks onto all the other people. Like, the quarterback cannot have any issues, especially old boy in Brown City. Like nothing yeah, he but- does can be wrong. That's the reason why I thought you was gonna run with it from the jump, just based off of Baker's play since OBJ's departure. Like. Baker has thrown three touchdowns to wide receivers (laughs) since OBJ has left. OBJ alone has caught three touchdowns. The the crazier thing is you could take any other quarterback that's top 15 because people say Baker is either 10 or they got him between 15, right? So you could take any of those quarterbacks and put them in his situation. They're going to do good. You can give any of those quarterbacks, Odell Beckham, like Matthew Stafford has, and guess what's going to happen? They're going to do good with him. That's where I stand on. If uh, you're if you're hating on Odell, you're just you're being ridiculous now, bro. You're just being ridiculous. All right. So the NFL changed its policies this year to not allow the postponement of any regular season game due to COVID. And if the team has to forfeit, they are then required to take on the financial damages. With the Browns having eleven players and a head coach on the list, the Rams having thirteen players. And the Washington football team having 17 players on the list this week. Terrence, do you think the NFL needs to revisit their COVID-19 policy? Yes. I'm going to say they should revisit it. Because at the end of the day, you have to look at it like this. Everyone is dealing with it. So it's not like it's just only, oh, the Browns, albeit they do have a substantial amount of their, you know, talent and, you know, people higher up like the head coaches that are on the list but then again you have everybody's dealing with it It, it's honestly a part of everyday life now but i feel like because you do have things like the old people that are are vaccinated the two back-to-back negatives you know they're good to go and everything like that i'm like okay that's cool but you know to to have to forfeit games and take on the financial impact for things that are out of your control when we could potentially just you know just okay let's move the game a day or whatever it might be. I, I feel like we, big dog. Yeah. I mean, and I feel like we can do it Saturday, bro. The Browns with 11 players and their head coach are flexed into Saturday a day sooner than they would usually play. And the NFL is like, we ain't moving it. No, well, I mean, you can't move it because they made the Broncos play with having that practice squad dude. They signed randomly. Like, mm, so mm-mm. the Broncos deserve that. No, yeah. yeah, they did. They made a paper because everybody did. everybody caught COVID and it was 
their fault because everybody wasn't wearing masks and like or whatever in the QB room, right? Yeah, like it wasn't that they all had COVID; they were all close contacts because they decided to just go into the room and take their mask off, like nobody would know. Like they yeah, tried they to skirt the system. Like they you punish yeah. you punish that team because like for some reason. Four grown men got in a room and decided to act like complete assholes for no reason. Like, what did you have to gain, right? So, like, you you punished them because what did you have to gain? If, like, you just have an outbreak amongst players following the protocol, a lot of them are vaccinated. Like, you're punishing them for something like, I, I kind of agree with Terrence, like, yo, they did what they were supposed to do. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. It's out of your control. It's not like you can control that, you know? Just like an injury, you can't control an injury. That's a part of the game, but now COVID is a part of life, so I feel like you know, as it comes, we have to conform to, you know, and be willing to change, be able to flex games like the Browns game, for example, should now be flexed back since they got so many people, especially people that are going to make a really big impact on the game, like starting quarterback or the head coach and then a bunch of other people. Like The Washington football team, 17 players is nuts. That's insane. Like Kendall Fuller, Montez Sweat, Jonathan Allen, all on that list. Like, Cam Sims is also on that list. Like, Kyle Allen, who actually had to play starter minutes last week, is on that list. <laughs> Listen, by the you way, want to know something crazy? The... Something crazy on that? Like, I just did the math. That's 32% of their starting 53 roster right there. If you take 17 <laughs> divided by the 53-man roster, that's 32%. That's Man, that's insane. Like, you got to do something about that. But that's, how do you that's, that's too how high. do you do anything about and about it, like, because, okay, so you flex the game or you move it, right? That's two people. So your Browns, who they play? Who, who they play this week? Browns play the Raiders. So Browns and Raiders, they're both going to get flexed, right? So that's going to mm-hmm. disrupt their schedule going forward with whoever they face going forward. So in turn, you're going to disrupt four teams now because who they play is going to get disrupted. So that I think that's how the league is. I don't, think, cause, I don't think so, though, because you, you're not going to move those games. You're just moving this one. Like, if, if you have to worry about that later on down the line, I feel like then you deal with it as it comes. But just like pe- teams playing on Sunday, turn around playing Thursday. Like, oh, let's say we, we move this game to – Yeah, you're going to have to get a short week if you get that flex. Yeah, that's what I'm saying. Like, you're just going to have to deal with it as it comes. And, like, there's nothing you can do about that. It's only seven days in a week. Like, we did what we could for this week. Now you got to deal with the aftermath of that to come. But – we can't flex every game for you for your, the rest of the season, you know? You but, think but a team on, would rather forfeit or play, like, two games in six days? Um, no, forfeit, bro. I'm not making them do play two games in six days. Like, there's no way. So you so you think teams would rather forfeit? The forfeit one of them, whichever one's not important. Yeah, play okay. One, play, play whichever one's important. Like, say if it was the Ravens, like, this week, right? We play the Packers. Granted, we, the win would help us, but I'd rather forfeit that than forfeit the second one of the Steelers. Okay, I'm with you. Let's get the last one out here. The Lakers have reportedly held internal conversations that they are thinking about trading Russell Westbrook. Do you think moving Russ is the right move, Keith? Runner pass. I'm gonna pass. I don't even want to talk about it. Like they they got Russ. They didn't need to get. They didn't make sense getting Russ, and now you got to double down on having to get rid of Russ because it didn't work like everybody thought it wouldn't work. We knew this, okay. <laughs> so you say, so, so you, so you think they should get rid of him? They should because I don't think they're gonna get anything in return other okay. than off his contract. But if some dumb team out there is willing to give you some stuff that can help you, I guess. But the way I look at it, you kind of need Russ because you need to find a way to get Brown a break. They stuck with it. 
Yeah, you might as well. I'd, I'd ride it out this year. If it don't work out, it don't work out. Midway, you realize, all right, we're not winning the chip. I'd probably sit Braun at the end of the season. Like, if you realize it's like, if it's going that bad where we can't, if we get in the playoffs, we're going to be the eighth seed and probably not be able to fight out of it. Like, no. If you the eighth seed, bro, you you in the playoffs. You gotta, yeah, you gotta, yeah. you gotta hey, win so you two gotta of them. The Warriors or the, or the Suns? <laughs> exactly. So then you look at it like they wouldn't beat one of those either one of those teams head up. And I'm saying with a healthy Bron, with a healthy AD, with Russ health, like they're not beating those teams. Hey, they've been playing like a little bro. girl lately. Yeah, AD. Like been. I feel like <laughs> I feel like low key they. I mean, it, it sounds stupid, but maybe you would see if someone would swap you a star for AD. Like, Ooh, I what did, if you could? AD the future you, though, isn't he? No, what if you go? What if you go head up with a star? What if you get Jalen Brown from the Celtics for AD, and you get a couple picks and Marcus Smart? I'm shipping AD right then and there. <laughs> okay, my thing I'm is saying. you're not winning with Russ. Like I'm getting Russ out of Dodge. Like I think it would, you know, potentially be a smart move to move off of AD because he ain't been living up to his potential anyway. But if the current situation with Russ. I'm willing to move off of him because I like Russ as a player, but you're not winning the championship with Russell Westbrook. I'm sorry, anybody out there, Russell Westbrook fans. I like Westbrook, but you're not winning the championship. He's not ever you know, going to win a championship. You know what's funny? We low-key didn't pass on this. We totally ran with it. But uh, <laughs> the, the other thing is the Lakers are going to sign Buddy Hill, and I don't think even Buddy Hill would have fixed their problems. Like They but got like, real – They, they can't they got, afford Buddy Hill. No, but remember yeah. there, there was talks about getting Buddy Hill. The issue is it was. they have they have three glaring issues, right? You need another big man with AD because AD don't like playing the five. So you need some big man that could play a lot of minutes. Dwight kind of can, but you need consistency. So you they need butt that. heads too. Exactly, and those two fights. So you got that issue. You need a wing other than Braun that could create his own shot, get his own shot, make a shot, right? You have that. And then at point guard, I don't – it, and I feel like maybe you can disguise it if you could somehow find a wing. Like, if you could bring a wing in that would not cost you much and That's keep what you have. If they got Buddy Hill, they'd have more cap. Like, no, they, 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 they got, have enough cap to do something else if they got Buddy Healed. Because Russ costs so much. Yeah. yeah like, Buddy Healed comes with another plus offer. Like another plus player because of the contract. So like Buddy Hill would fix one problem and supposedly you'd have another like 15, 20. Rotational player, yeah. To get another guy to help with the other problem. But now you're in a situation where you need a package for Russ because the salary has to come in and out at the same time. Yeah, Russ got overpaid. Yeah, they screwed. No, he didn't. He deserved it. They screwed. He just, he shouldn't have went there. What? numbers inflated. Bro, his number well, he got paid by OKC, and in the OKC market and what he was for OKC, he earned every dollar he got in that contract. OKC, yeah, but I mean, is he still on his OKC contract? How he got overpaid, Terrence, bro. He oh, overpaid now is what I'm saying. Now he is. Like, but that's kind of like the John Wall thing, right? Like, you got your contract when you got it, and then, like, shit kind of switched up. Yeah. I don't know <laughs> what the, – the Lakers could only, like – can pry Gordon Hayward from the Hornets. Maybe. Hell his no. His hell no. stupid. So you can't do that. Yeah, Jaylen, hell no. His contract Jaylen. is ridiculous. And <laughs> Gordon Hayward had been the same since he left Utah. He came to Boston, which is my team. I like to see, you know, Katie's just my favorite player, but he came to Boston. Boy, I was so happy when he got up out of there, boy. Golly. Uh, Y'all kind of ain't been the same since he left. 
Yeah, Man, Boston, you got you got Bro, like three came and fucked us over. Left, that's all. Y'all been kind of struggling. Listen, Kyrie and Kimma came and fucked us over. That's all I gotta say. <laughs> Fuck both Not of them, really. Right now. Fuck Kyrie Celtics right now because he on that to, bullshit. Celtics fans need to come to the, the realization, especially Terrence, all the other Celtics fans. You probably gotta break up the Jalen Jalen Brown. I'm okay with Jalen do. You I'm cannot okay like there's no way. Like they've played together so long. They played together longer than the OKC trio. I'm pretty sure, like they got what an extra Ooh. season. Okay, that actually might be true. Cause, so, because the OK season, they were together the rookie year, one more year, and then the finals then broke off. Right? I'm okay uh, with yeah, it. Yeah, because they had to move that to move uh, James because so they they didn't they pay James pay over yeah. point five something, bro. Yeah, oh it was my dumb. god, it was it was mad dumb. Um, here, so like now that we are here, so just interesting conversation. The Celtics are saying they're only two untouchable players are Jalen Brown and Jason Tatum. They're like, yo, y'all want Robert Williams? We get a package. Y'all want Marcus Smart? We can get a package going. But they are not trying to talk about Jalen Brown or Jason Tatum. They I'm like not moving off of Robert Williams or Marcus Smart either. I'm sorry. They're acting like, they act like Jason Tatum and Jalen Brown and LeBron James and Dwayne Wade in their primes. Like, that's how they, they, they acting like, no, they not. No, it's only one untouchable player on that team, and that's JT. Jason Tatum yeah, exactly. is the only player on that team that can't be moved. Everybody else ain't gonna lie to you. If you give us a good package, Jalen Brown Hill. seems like the type of player that when you move off, he gets that massive glow up that you get real mad at. Like before he got hurt last season, he actually, he actually might be better than Jason Tatum that season. He's gonna have that that Jimmy Butler leaving Chicago type, like just running with it. Yo, that's the thing though. Jimmy was that good in Chicago. Y'all just oh, yeah. didn't care. People, people like, just didn't care, bro. Yeah. <laughs> Jimmy was Jimmy, that good. But people didn't see the the buildup and development of Jimmy's game. Because people forget Jimmy with Derrick Rose was just a, a primary defender, a slasher, yeah. and a re, a real scruffy player. And he just developed his game to He had okay, to become our star. D Rose was always hurt. He had to become our star. He was up to the challenge. He kept us in the he was the reason why we couldn't rebuild because Jimmy Butler was so good that you would guarantee be like seven, six seed. Oh, he not down to rebuild, bro. He's yeah. trying to win. Like he would yeah, yeah. just say, "Hey, you, I'm trying to win." <laughs> <laughs> it's crazy because like we, we're talking about the Bulls now, like, and we're also talking about the Lakers. The Lakers let Alex Caruso go to the Bulls, which now they say, "Hey, listen." <laughs> That was a bad move. We should have re-signed Caruso. Y'all didn't offer this man a contract. That's disrespectful. You would have if you no. didn't get Russ. You could have paid if, him if you did not get if Russ. They, if they would offer the contract. They paid T.A. Tito. I'm going to leave that one alone because, yeah. you know. Mm-hmm. I, we, like, we, we might have to roll after that. We got to roll after that. Mm-hmm. <laughs> they paid T.A. Was he worth it? Like, I, you know, like oddly enough, we have to change the subject at this point in time. <laughs> you know, what the question was you just gonna ask? I don't forgot. Uh I had some big ass hating nigga energy for Steph Curry. Yeah, the three he was point. about to be. Yeah, that nigga said he was about to hate on Steph. I was about to lay his ass out. I, I'm not actually hating. Okay, hey, okay, all right, all right. We running this back because we just got you back in here, and now I got. To, I'm not. I'm not hating on Steph, right? But I just feel like, what does this change? Like, Steph has been the greatest three-point shooter of all time for, like, three-plus years. And it was not you – know, 
it was not debatable in my opinion. You you know what it changes is because all those old heads were sticking to he didn't break Ray's Allen record, Ray Ray Allen's record. So it was like okay, he, he was always maybe he's gonna not, break it. He broke it in like peop- three hundred less peop- games. But people were having an issue that okay, he's gonna have to beat these records for you know, blah blah blah. To I be just, statistically I number one, I guess. Statistically Bruh, number one. No, 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 no. He did it in three hundred less games, like two something, like. The speed in which he did it is ridiculous. Like, I mean, he changed the landscape of basketball seasons, like three seasons less, three plus seasons less. It took him to break the record. He's a like, ball, bro. Yeah, he's, he's a bunch of shit to talk about. He changed the game of basketball. Honestly, he, he got guys thinking they could pull up from half court. Like, no, that's a bad shot. It's only a good <laughs> shot for Stephen Curry. Like, and hey, you know, what's crazy, the bench. Yo, I, I've been in gyms where, like, I've been attending a lot of high school. High school games, right? Like lately, they pull it from deep. Pull up my cousin, bro. These kids are snapping from deep and hitting them. Like it's crazy, bro. Like I remember back in high school, it was like a big deal if you could dunk the ball, you know. And now I'm seeing kids like launch it from like the volleyball line. Yeah, I want to dunk no more. They just want (laughs) to (laughs) shoot. Oh, it's not. I like it though because the game's faster. The game's fast paced. It's nice to watch. And it's nice to watch. It's it's more exciting, especially when they get the aspect of how the Warriors play. People don't understand. Steph gets those shots because the the motion in that offense. And how fluent they are with passing. Ball moves. That's why he get them shots. The it's screens. not necessarily him just yanking them every time. Don't get me wrong. He will yank. He do that too, though. <laughs> yeah, he do that. <laughs> he, he will yank two or three. But if you look at the flow of the offense, especially when Clay's out there, them dudes are running off screens and getting open, and they get out and run. Like it's it's nice to see because then it, it it shows younger players. Like, it's a good basketball. That's what I'm getting at. It's good basketball. I don't care what nobody says. It's not bad basketball. It's ba- maybe because you see Steph take a deep ass three. You need to just coach your players. That's a good shot for him though. Yeah, that's good for him. Know your know your role, your person. That's like who you got. Yo, you remember when uh, Paul Lillard. George? Yeah, yeah. Paul George. And James, that's the best shot. <laughs> no, it ain't my butt. Yeah, he had to be Paul George. Paul George be taking them shots, saying that's a bad shot. I was like, boy, if you them don't bad shots for Paul George though, like real talk. Money. <laughs> them shots Money. all the way out there are bad shots for Paul George. Paul George's offensive package is so ridiculous. There is no reason why he needs he's to smooth. shoot that far away. Yeah, he's basketball. really smooth. Yeah, you know why really he he's shoot, he shooting like that, though? It's because people forget. He don't get as close to the basket like he used to when he tore his leg. He do. He will. But he, like, before he tore his leg, bro, buddy did. You weren't stopping him getting to the basket. Yeah, like, his bounce was stupid, too. Yeah, bro. He was like, okay, you, you're just going to stay there? Do it. Watch this. Stay there real quick. <laughs> yeah, bro. <laughs> He gave the heat hell when they he did, him, bro. Yo, just couldn't get over the hump. The series was like him, Roy Hibbert, Lance Stevenson, David West, David West squad, squad, squad. Galatoni, Playboy. All right, all right. Let's get into the five fly picks for this week. Last week I went three and two. The week before I went four and two. We we are we are doing pretty hot right now. So like we gonna start off. Real spicy for Terrence. We got the Pats versus the Colts. The Patriots are two-point underdogs against the spread right now. The Colts being favorites at home. All right, let's see what, what y'all got right now. Who y'all who y'all taking in this one? We know what Terrence already going to say, but. I'm taking the Colts, and they're going to. I got the Colts to cover. I think they're going to beat them by more than two. Ooh. I don't, think, I don't think I don't think the Pats are gonna break, bro. Because the thing is, people can say what they want about Wentz. If we Wentz is feeling it and getting in the rhythm, and and uh, 
against the number one defense like that? Look what he did against Tampa. Ooh, he threw some picks against Tampa. I'm, I'm saying, early, I'm saying, I'm saying, early when he got rolling against Tampa. Look what he did. Why did he throw picks? Because they stopped fucking running the ball like dummies. But we talking about <laughs> Bill Belichick. He going up against in that scheme too, as well. Not just mm-hmm. necessarily the defense. Like I just don't think y'all stopping Jonathan Taylor in the day. So that's what I'm relying. I'm not relying on wins. I'm relying teams on teams ain't just pounding the ball down our throat though. So I'm going. Listen, we gonna win by. At least three points by a field goal or a touchdown, I think. I uh all right, so in this game, Patriots versus the Colts. I got the I got the Patriots actually being able to cover plus two coming out here, like and they'll probably win the game in my opinion. So first things first is that I don't necessarily think you can stop Jonathan Taylor, but I do think you can make it difficult for him. And I think Frank Reich. If the scoreboard looks a little shaky, sometimes falls in love with the pass. And I think that Bill Belichick will take advantage of that. And now here are some interesting things for you to understand. As the away team, the Patriots are 5-1 and one against the spread. As an away underdog, the Patriots are undefeated against the spread this season. Damn, that's crazy. I still ain't changing my season. <laughs> <laughs> Listen, we on a roll right now. Like, I'm, I'm feeling real confident. Like, Teams are not just pounding the ball down our throat. Like, our defense is like that. Like I told you, you disrespected us on Twitter before the season started, saying we want a top 10 defense, and I said we top five. I said y'all wasn't top five. Y'all were alive. (laughs) I had y'all like six. I was asleep. J.C. Jackson. I told him. Wentz going to throw one pick, but I don't think it's going to be cost them the game. He's going to throw one. J.C. going to get him for sure, bro. He's been balling. And you saw how he was throwing against the Bucks. He do some dumb shit like that with J.C. Jackson. He definitely don't pick the ball up. Let's be honest. I mean, our defense nice. We're really physical. Juwan Bentley. We got Jamie Collins now. Barmore. Kyle Van. No, listen, I'm feeling good. All right, we're we, we gonna flip down. We got we got Keese's team next. The Packers play the Ravens. The <laughs> Packers are five and a half point favorites going oh, into the game this weekend. Who are y'all taking? Can we pass? Is this a run pass option? Uh, <laughs> <laughs> oh. Listen, I, I love the I love the Ravens, bro. Terrence knows I'm. It's big only Ravens five fan. points. Five and a half. Only five That's and it? a half. Yeah. Lamar is if mm. we have no corners. I like bro. Who gonna I, guard Devonte Adams? God himself. Don't it. <laughs> <laughs> I don't know who's gonna guard him. That's the real yeah. question. So I just I, I see them getting up early, and it's gonna be out of control. How many points? Five point favorites. Five and a half. Yeah, they gotta win by Packers six. Are, Packers are probably gonna put up thirty. The Ravens might get to seventeen. Oh, okay. Yeah, I'm with you there. I think this seems like a three zero sweep for Packers minus five and a half. But if if Lamar plays, maybe it's a difference. But I wouldn't put him out there against the Packers because. <laughs> Especially off the ankle injuries, so he's going to be yeah. kind of gimpy. He might not be not running gonna, the same speed and fluidity. I'm not going to lie to y'all. I really contemplate just because how the injury riddled this team is. Just sit in the mark, like, for the year. I really, like, I think about it. Just because what's going to happen? We get in the playoffs. Looking, I don't think we'll upset someone. Maybe before, you know, Marlo went out and a couple other injuries. Maybe it, it, it would have been possible. Now, I don't know if we get the upset. 
And then all I got to hear is all these racist people and everybody else dog on Lamar for not winning with nothing. You got to think all that. Like, I'm not playing Lamar, bro. Like, I'm just I'm not doing it. It's too much of the future to risk to have him out there get injured. We get in a playoff game where we probably aren't going to win anyway. Like, I know Ravens fans want to be like, no, like, let's fight to the end. Like, no, bro. Like, <laughs> come on, bro. Like, come on, bro. I No, I'm so sick oh of these God. motherfuckers, bro. It's just, they're just oblivious with it now. Like, who's going to go guard Devontae Adams? Me and Terrence probably got a better job at trying to go guard Devontae Adams than who we about to throw at him. Oh, yo, that's tough. That's tough. All right, look. The next pick we got going here is the Raiders versus the Browns. The Raiders are six-and-a-half-point underdogs going into this Insane. game. And the Browns have 11 players and their head coach on the COVID list. Half the roster. Yeah, Miles Garrett. Miles Garrett ain't on the COVID list, right? I do not think Miles Garrett is on the COVID list. The people that the Cleveland Browns have right now is Baker Mayfield, John Johnson, Troy Hill, Malik McDowell, Drew Forbes, Austin Hooper, Jarvis Landry, Jedrick Wills, Wyatt Taylor. Ain't no in the win this game, bro. Yeah, they got at least I think one or two starting offensive linemen. The Right. Running back, Nick. I mean, no, wide receiver one, tight end one, quarterback one, all on the list, head Listen. coach on the list. Hey, Raiders need Nick to go Chubb. ahead, shut down the rest of the season, forfeit the rest no. of y'all games for y'all lose this weekend. Just <laughs> Nick Chubb going to have a day, and Miles Garrett going to get three sacks. Do they, do they cover six and a half? The Raiders, no, they're terrible, let's be honest. The, no, the Browns. The Browns are six and a half. Browns got a co- – the, the Browns, Browns yeah. will win by – oh, so you think the Browns will win by seven? Okay. Did you just I, see what they just did to the Chiefs? That's what I'm everybody, telling you about the everybody. Raiders, bro. If they, if they lose this spread, <laughs> forfeit the rest of y'all games. That's what I'm bro, saying. Like, Look, no, check me out. Everybody knows how to play the Chiefs, bro. Put two high stakes. <laughs> what did the Raiders decide to do? Hey, we know everybody has good a good job with this. They normally do pretty good. We're not going to do this. We're No. Twice, no, they're not gonna do it twice. Like they, they, they did do it the first time. They got their shit rocked. They showed back up and then didn't do it the second time. Like, Bro, I don't care what you say. They not no, no. Even Baker was just that. <laughs> Nick Chubb. It's gonna be the Nick Chubb Cream Hunt show. And he, him, and Donovan Peoples Jones Jr. the the receiver. They got some yeah. weird good connection, and I like them. So Baker I on think, the list too. Oh, then take him. It's, it's they one in the same. It's okay. <laughs> he ain't even flinch. I'm just saying to the Raiders though, like, bro, you got you got to trade everybody if they don't win this, bro. Like, that's what I'm saying, bro. Raiders blow gotta thing up. Blow, you got to blow everything up, like they need to go back see. to Oakland. If they lose this, go back to Oakland, mother. Go back to Oakland. Go see if you can get Darren Waller for a, like you can send him somewhere and get hella draft capital, which you will because he's an animal. And then Derek Carr, I'm sure a team, say, if Chicago was second-guessing fields, which they're not. I'm saying if they were, Pass. they'd probably take a chance on – I'm saying the owner I signed would, Cam Newton right now before I did that. Yeah, that's how I feel. Ooh. That's how I really feel. Ooh. That's, that's how I really feel. Ooh. Yeah, Cam just, Cam just hit the bench again for the second time. Ooh. So that, that's yeah, okay. That's look, <laughs> I said that's it. Strong feelings, right? Yeah, now. I said it. Yeah, look, you said that. You said that way too confident for me. That was <laughs> hey, you were yeah. talking about prime cam. I, you, yeah, you got, you yeah, heard, you got yeah. it. Before I second guess Justin Fields 
to go get Derek Carr, I will sign Cam Newton to a five-year mm. contract. Like, mm. no. I wonder why y'all got bad money. Y'all be making decisions like that. That's the shit. <laughs> <laughs> you just got you said you went in the front <laughs> office. You ain't told us you in the front office. I got you. All right, look, the next pick we got here is the Washington football team facing the Philadelphia Eagles NFC East showdown. Philly is favored by five points flat. I am taking Philly considering A, they are coming off a bye. B, the Washington football team has 17 players on the COVID list this week and probably had to shut down their practice facilities. C, they're dealing with the controversy of their owner trying to stop the sexual harassment probe into his activities. And D, they looked atrocious against the Cowboys last week. Devontae Smith and Dallas Goddard are about to have a day, boy. Yeah, there was a a Miles Sanders spot in two, so... I mean, it's gonna get real ugly if they can run the ball, and then with the weapons that they have out there on on, on the edges. I mean, whew. yeah. Okay. Was that our last pick? One more. We got one more. We got one more. One more. Okay, okay, the okay. last one. We got the Falcons versus the Forty Niners. Mm. Oh, the Forty Niners on dog walk the Falcons. Okay, they should. They, look, they the, should. The Forty Niners are eight and a half point favorites going yeah, into this game. All right. What's his face? Uh, the middle linebacker. I can't think of the jit name right now. Fred Warner. But uh, yeah, Fred Warner gonna match up with Kyle Pitts. Not saying he gonna stop him, but he gonna, he he can cover pretty good for line middle linebackers. Yeah, he's and nice. they got the nice. safeties that are gonna help him. The the Falcons ain't got nobody but Cadell Patterson, so that's it. Yeah, and Matty Ice. You know, like Nick, like the same new law, Matty Ice. Yeah, yeah. I I, I like it this one. It I like be one of them too. days. Nine is for sure. So last you week, George, I had a George, George Kittle. Kittle put up 150 Yo. plus back to back. Debo Samuel looked healthy. They might also get Elijah Mitchell back on top of that. Like, oh. this is an interesting thing for me. So last week, I picked a pick where all the advanced stats on the ATS went the opposite direction, right? This is that pick again. So as the home team, the 49ers only two and four against the spread. As the home favorite, they are only one and four against the spread this season. Uh, was Jimmy G playing? Jimmy G played in at least three of those games. Yeah, I like them with Jimmy G regardless, as long as he playing. Yeah, so- I still like it because they playing the Falcons. <laughs> <laughs> I did take the Chargers over the Giants, I think, or something crazy uh, yeah. like that. So, like, I, I'm with y'all there. Those are the five fly picks. Let me know. At the Fly Route Pod on Twitter, Instagram, Facebook. Are you following and tailing these picks? Are you going to fade them? Let me know if I'm making you a little bit of money. Oh, yeah. Thanks for having me on, Ant. I appreciate okay. you. Okay. Yeah. Such a nice Marquise nice is about to hop off. Appreciate you for stopping by. We'll probably run this one a little quick. Uh, you can shout out. Make sure people follow you all on. It's like cover four underscore with the W, the guys. Mm-hmm. Yeah, I can't really check, you know, what I got going on. So Terrence gonna have to hit him with the Twitter handle when he get ready to exit. But since I'm exiting, yeah, just make sure y'all check us out. Cover four, uh, every platform available. We're on YouTube. We're super active on Twitter. Uh, just engage with us, you know. Write us. We always do top ten players of the week. So if you wanna go at it with like my top tens, Terrence will have a top ten next week. Just let us know what you got going on. And uh, thanks for having me on the show, Ant. You do a great job. I like the show. I like the sound effects. 
and it's uh it's really dope. So appreciate you for stopping by. I I T O. Let's let let's let's get this one done quick. Let's not play, boy. The NFC playoffs, yo. We got to talk about this. Last week was actually real interesting for me because I think last week answered a lot of questions that we all had to solidify what's going to happen. We got the Monday night showdown with the Reds versus the Cardinals where mm. somehow the Cardinals got dog-walked by Matthew Stafford <laughs> with no mm. Jalen Ramsey on the field. D-Hop couldn't do shit. That was wild, right? Uh, but, right, that, that chase of things, the Cowboys yeah. solidified their spot at the top of the NFC East after beating the Washington football team. Finally, it's about time. Yeah, yeah. I mean, look, it, look. If they had lost that game, the NFC East would have been actually like a real dog race. So, Crazy. like, so, so we always got to start with the top four positions, the players that get out. Number one, who who do you got getting the buy now? The Packers just took the number one seed. Do you think the Packers hold on to it coming throughout the end, or do you think the Cardinals can take it back in the waning weeks? I think the Packers are going to keep this. Um, defense has been playing very well. Offensively, they're a well-oiled machine. Guys go out, they come back in, you know, injuries or what have you, COVID, whatever, come back, and they don't miss a beat. Um, I think the Packers definitely are going to keep that that first seed in that bye week for sure. First round. Okay. So for reference, these last couple games we got, last four games, the Cardinals get the Lions, I think it's a dub. The Cowboys and the Colts, which actually might kind of those, – those are some toss-up games for them. The Colts can run the ball. Yeah. The Cowboys are decent. And then they get the Seahawks, their final game, who the Seahawks have came on as of late. I, I imagine they'll probably win at least three of those games, possibly mm-hmm. two at the most. On the other hand, the Packers get the Browns, the depleted Ravens, the Lions as well, and the and the Vikings. They might not lose again. I don't see them losing twice yeah. to the Vikings. They they they're going to show up angry to that Vikings. Oh, definitely, game. definitely. They uh, like they get the Ravens who are struggling. Depleted, depleted. yeah, <laughs> struggling, and then the Browns. So I can see them easily winning out, taking that first spot, getting the bye, taking the first position. That puts the Cardinals at position two. And then we got to talk about three and four. Now, it's weird because I gave the Cardinals position two off rip, but Tampa Bay is, they up there. They up there right now. They up there. Tampa Bay Bay is going into their final couple games, and obviously they're going to win the South, right? No one can compete with them. (laughs) It's just a question of whether or not they get the second or the third seed. They get the Saints, the Panthers, the Jets, and the Panthers again. <laughs> so they might just win out. Like they might win out the rest of the season if they beat the Saints this this week. They yeah, the they Panthers always have twice problems and the, the Jets. Saints. They the Saints do. is the only problem. Even though they're a little depleted as well. I mean, Tom statistically, since he got to the Bucks, hasn't played well against the Saints. Except for that playoff, even that playoff game, he ain't played all that well. The defense went nuts. Yeah. That game was an eleven point spread. I stayed away from it. I, I, I had I ain't had the heart for it. I had the heart for it, right? But I think the, look if they beat the Bucks, they might win out and actually end up getting that. I'd end up getting that second seed instead of them. Instead of the Cardinals, leaves us with the final team, the Cowboys, of course, coming out of the mm-hmm. NFC East. Then it's all about the wild card race. The wild card Ooh. race is actually what's going to be hot, right? Because we got the Rams, right, popping mm-hmm. out, being eleven and uh, being uh, 
which I think they they're definitely gonna make a wild card. Definitely. They're definitely gonna make the wild card. We got the yeah. 49ers after them, being only a game behind the Rams. It's insane. Yeah, they're only a game behind the Rams. The Washington football team being like two games behind. Of course, the Eagles and the Vikings all the way at the very bottom. I think that two of these teams aren't making the playoffs. Yeah. Two of uh, these teams are not making the playoffs. Like, that is that is a tough sledding. Now, the Rams, I think, are interesting because the Rams actually have uh, – their schedule isn't difficult, but their schedule has a lot of traps for them. Like, the Rams are going to have to play the Seahawks this week, which I think they should beat the Seahawks, but the Seahawks have played better should. as of late. Stomp them. Yo, but they should. They should. <laughs> but if Russ has finally got his act back together, because like you know, it'd be a little competitive. He did. He he messed up his hand. Yeah. Didn't play for several weeks. Had to go through the rehab. Like there are good reasons why Russ has been bad up until the last two weeks. Yeah. Then they get the Vikings, who can run the ball. The Ravens, and then the and then the Forty Niners. It's it's like a tough it's it's tough sledding for them coming out. And yeah. I think, like, I think that they should get it. The 49ers, I also imagine, will get it. The 49ers playing the Falcons, who they should beat. The Titans, who may give mm -hmm. them some trouble. The Texans, who they should beat. And then they also then final game against the Rams. That last spot is going to be the interesting one for me because I don't think I don't have faith in the Vikings getting it. That is like that is just it. The uh. Vikings would the Vikings damn near have to win out. See, I got a soft spot for the Vikings. I don't know, but they just they just be letting me down. Like when I'm watching the games, I'm just like, come on, bro. They're so talented. So talented. But they just uh, they be they get the Bears twice, which you might think is a good thing, right? They get the Rams and they get the Packers. <laughs> if they two. go two two, yeah, yeah, they could go two two and you wouldn't be surprised. Yeah, they can't make the playoffs going two two. I don't think I like I would I just don't think they can make the playoffs going 2-2, period. Yeah, they're they going to have to put their hard hat on to make the playoffs because it's going to get it's gonna get rough. <laughs> yeah. It's so, rough. And then that leaves us, like, with the NFC East teams, and I actually think the Eagles will sneak through and get this last play playoff spot. The Eagles are tied at 6-7 and seven with Washington, yeah. which, by the way – the Vikings are also at that six and seven spot, and you think they're going to go two and two. Yeah, so if you think they're going to go two and two, they get they become eight and nine. A team just has to win nine games to end yeah. up being in there over them. That, of course, the 49ers are already at seven. The Rams are already at that nine, so they're yeah. already in. The Eagles, their mm -hmm. schedule is actually like all NFC East, which is kind of the biggest benefit of them all. Right, they have to play the Washington yeah. football team, the New York Giants, the Washington football team again, and then the Cowboys in the final week. Ooh, I like that for them, honestly. Look, I think I, I think the Eagles might end up going like three and one, putting like the that. putting putting the Washington football team kind of down, and making the playoffs. They honestly, they, I can see them doing that. They can definitely beat the football team, and then the Giants. I mean, they could beat them. They're, they've been <laughs> dysfunctional for. <laughs> Too long. <laughs> the Giants is a struggle. Like R.I.P. Daniel Jones. I never was high on him. I don't even know how he went as high as he did. He he had flashes, and then it's like, what Daniel in the Jones hell are you doing? Has, Daniel Jones has big Mitch Trubisky energy to me. It's so just fast. Far as, fast. That's it. 
they they are both actually fast. They got wheels. They can move. But more That's so, about like, it. <laughs> no one was going to draft you at the position you got drafted at besides the very people that drafted you. And mm-hmm. if they had just waited and got you later on, like everything in your career would be different. The expectations would be different. The money would be different, which I guess you would not like. But with that money changes yeah. the expectations. Like if Daniel Jones is like a bottom round, like they had two first round picks there. If he was their second or mm-hmm. even their first, second round pick, they're like, I mean, look, what we got out of Daniel Jones, like that's crazy great. Yeah, yeah. Right? Like, mm. Yeah, I, I definitely think that the – the Eagles can definitely beat the football team, the Giants, and then they lose to the Cowboys for sure. So I can see them going three and one and finishing off you the season. You can see the Cowboys sitting their players in week 18 because they already locked up the bye in their seed. And the Eagles then that's might true, actually so. end up winning out. Like, it's week 18. It's week that's, 18. The Cowboys yeah. have nothing to play for at that point. That's an interesting tape right there. Mm-hmm. It's going. It's 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 kind of scary hours for the wild card situation at that at that last spot. But I think the first two are pretty clearly taken by the NFC West. So Definitely. let's finish up that last segment. The heart of the show, ballers bouquet. Too often in the media, people only want to focus on the negative, and salacious things athletes do, and never want to give them their credit where credit is due. Here, I like to make a change, and this week's ballers bouquet goes to Darius Leonard. Of the Colts, who will be playing your Patriots this weekend, okay. which for his shop with the jock project. Salute, Salute my boy. Mm-hmm. He took 50 kids and took them on a holiday shopping spree. And that's that's what he likes to do. He takes 50 kids from Indianapolis, takes them to Walmart, gives them a local shopping spree, gives them all a hundred dollar gift cards, which like, yo, that's like that's a that's a decent chunk of change. Then after that. Then after that, he's like, he takes them to like a Papa John's. They get pizza parties, and then they get a bunch of uh, like games, basically paid for yeah. them to play. It becomes a little bit of an event, and then you know, t-shirts for everybody to commemorate the activity and the opportunity that they got. And for Leonard, he is just like. I just want to know that I get to make a big difference during the holidays. He talks about how many kids grow up not having a bunch to have under the tree during Christmas time. And he feels like he gets to make that impact on such an integral part of the year, especially for children and give them that holiday joy. Yeah. And this was huge for me. I was really happy to just see both just like the getting to spend time with the, with an athlete, a, person that you can look up to that is trying to make a difference in your community is always something that's huge we like to highlight it here on the fly route podcast that was this week's ballers bouquet as always i want to appreciate each and every single one of our listeners whether you're listening on spotify apple music audia clips on the clips on all our socials all of y'all are appreciated make sure you follow the podcast at the fly route pod make sure you also follow Terrence and Marquise at the cover four pod at cover four underscore W the guys. Yes, sir. They drop episodes each week, Tuesday nights. Mm-hmm. And you all will hear from you all two Fridays from now. Remember there will not be an episode the next couple weeks that uh, Christmas as well as new year's. The fly